Scott Levin. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. And as you listen, I'm sure you're going to find the same thing I did, that you would wish that I would stop talking. I, <laughs> I apologize. I think it's a disease I have. If someone is quiet, I just jump in. And just so you know, it bugged me too. I apologize in advance, but please stick to the end. This is really powerful stuff with Scott. I hope you love it as much as I do. So really quick, before we get into the episode with Scott, I just have to share the story that I learned from Sandy, his wife, the other day about the scripture that they ended up using to help them decide whether to take the plea or not. It is such a beautiful story. I just have to share it. So in the Mormon culture, when we're going through some difficult times, we will often fast and pray about what we're going through in, in hopes of some divine inspiration guidance to figure out where we're headed, what we're doing. And in Scott's situation, he was trying to figure out, do I take a plea deal for 10 years in prison or do I risk 30 years in prison and go to trial? What if I'm wrong? Then it's 30 years. It's a huge dilemma. And I hope you understand the seriousness and the gravity of that decision. As they finished their fasting and praying, Sandy decided she would read her scriptures. And so she pulled out the Book of Mormon which is the Mormon scriptures, and she just randomly opened it up. Now, I assumed that she was a scriptorian and like, oh, I know the scripture that's going to guide us. That's not at all what happened. She just opened her scriptures, and she said this had never happened before in her life. She opened her scriptures, and it just happened to open Jacob chapter 3. And she said, okay, I'll just start reading here, I guess. And so she started reading, and remember... This scripture, what it says is, But behold, I, Jacob, who speak unto you that are pure in heart, look unto God with firmness of mind, and pray unto him with exceeding faith, and he will console you in your afflictions, and he will plead your cause, and send down justice upon those who seek your destruction. Wow. Such a beautiful scripture. And after she read that, they decided this is an answer to our prayers. Let's go to trial, not take the plea deal and risk it, which they did. And we know now that that worked for them. And obviously that was an answer to their prayers. And I just, I love to hear stories that are really positive like that and answers to our prayers because I do believe in prayer. And if any of you needed some more faith in that, I this might help a little bit. So I just wanted to share that. Now we're going to get back into Scott's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Amazing about all of you that in the, like, I've never, I've been in a lot of trials and I've never been with people that no matter how bad things were. Okay. Think about this. Everyone that's out there listening. Think about like someone you work with who's a friend of yours. And then because of their actions, the way they did business, whatever, you get caught in this and you're facing criminal charges. Most people would hate that person. Sure. Most I mean, people would hate for less than that. For, for much less Seriously. than that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I never once, like, I know you guys have big time differences. Scott is, he saves money. You save your money. You're very organized. You're meticulous about things. Jeremy's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's go buy a helicopter and fly over to Haiti. Like, yeah. like, yeah. Let's <laughs> just do this because I just feel like it. Mm-hmm. Just so different personalities, and it would be so easy. It would have been so easy for you guys, with the stress you were under, to turn on each other. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not kidding. I have never, I've never seen anything so Christ-like as the way you guys had each other's backs. Like, never did I ever. I know you had differences. I know you had to be frustrated with Jeremy and Ryan and like at different times I was frustrated with their, like different people at different times but my life wasn't on the line I wasn't going to go to prison if Ryan looked like a dumbass cross-examining himself and so to, for you to be in that spot and never once did I ever see you guys go or hear other. you guys ever say a, not even one cross word to each other I never saw an argument and it I'm completely in awe of how Christ-like, and I really do believe that's Christ-like, that is love, that when you're fighting for your lives that you don't turn on each other. I don't know how you guys did it. I'm in awe of who you guys are. Well, I think we were just all overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot <laughs> going on, but I mean, I I mean, I appreciate the, the kind words and stuff, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think we were just... I was fighting for my life and I wanted to see my kids grow up. That was the only thing that kept me going. Yeah. And I mean, as the trial was ending, and I think you mentioned it a little bit, is when they kicked out our expert witness, I think that was like my lowest day. It was right at the end of the trial. All these other things haven't gone. Mm -hmm. The judge had already approved our expert witness. They've already used their expert witness. We've spent time preparing. And I just felt like we had... I, I don't want to say I was confident, but we had yes. a good case. And I yeah. felt like it was going to, get, we were going to have a chance. I did too. And I think the judge, and I think the judge knew it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think he purposely kicked out that expert witness because yep. he felt like it would change the tide to our favor. Yep. Oh, wow. And I agree. I've never had a lower day. Like I just lost yeah. wow. all hope. I'm like, this guy is not going to give us a chance. He just, yeah. He just refuses to lose. Mm-hmm. And so, as I mean, as the jury's taken the case back, things have gone, gone so bad for us. I mean, it's hard to have any hope. Yeah. Those were some long days waiting for the jury. Oh yeah. Wow. And I don't know if you heard juror number nine, Kathy, in our episode. Kathy was saying how you like in the first day. They had acquittals on all 86 felonies for you, Scott. Which is amazing. I mean, I wish you could have texted me and told me. <laughs> I know. Right for, those, for, those, I know. for those days. I think if she could have, you would have enjoyed, what's the other guy's name? The, Ryan's Ryan. testimony. Yeah, I think you would have enjoyed his testimony when he was cross-examining himself. So much yes. better. Yes. Yeah, if you had already known ahead of time. But I think, I mean... I, she's my angel for sure. Yeah. I mean, all you can ask for is for somebody to take this seriously. Yes. Yeah. And I could tell there were some people on the jury that didn't even take a note. Oh, they were you, like you'd sleeping. You'd look over at them. Yeah. And they were sleeping through some testimony. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, I mean, she's a rock star. Yeah, she and is. I'm not just saying that because she helped us. I mean, whether you're guilty or not guilty, you hope for people that are at least taking it serious. Yeah, when they're, they're dealing paying with attention to yeah. the facts. Yeah, for sure. And, and I felt for sure there was, I could look at a half of that jury and say they didn't care one way or another and they were just wanting it over with. I yeah. mean, who wouldn't want it over with after I know. two months of this stuff every day? And that was my biggest fear is that they would just go in there and try to end it and yeah. and be done. That was my wow. biggest fear I mean, too. 
the things we talked about was way over the heads of most oh. common people. It, I mean, yeah. if you're not in that industry and dealing with it, you would have no clue. And I just felt like everything presented to these poor people was so far over any of their heads. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. That it, it was it over was my head most of the time, Scott. Oh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. It yeah. really was. When you invited all of your family and friends and they were able to come up, were they all there when the verdict was read? No, no. Some of them had stuck around. Yeah, we have no idea how long it's going to be. And so they would just have to put their lives on hold for Gotcha. who knows how long. And in this case, it was six days, right? Wasn't it six, Scott? Yeah, yeah, I... It was something like that. It was yeah. a lot of days of me sitting in an apartment, staring at the walls, wondering... Is it today? What was coming down. Yeah. Is it today? Yeah. The best part about that is when you finally get the call that they've made a decision, you have like 30 minutes to get there. Yeah. And I was probably staying 40 minutes away from the courthouse. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh. And so when I walked in, everybody was there, and I just walked up into the courtroom, and everybody's waiting on me. And of course, Marcus wasn't even there yet. Right. Right. Marcus and is Mar- famously late. Always oh. late. Yeah. Oh, he was late. And they had already started reading through they the did. verdicts. They started reading them. They didn't. came the in judge late. Wait, yeah. And Marcus, oh. I was like, oh my gosh, Marcus, you're not even here yet. And they're, <laughs> they're reading through stuff. And the best part was he comes with this down to me and he's like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't know. They need, to, they need to record this so I can hear it. Oh. Uh, yeah. It was just classic Marcus. It was just one of those experiences that he was late. It was so amused. <laughs> now I can laugh no. at sure. it. the moment I was in the yeah. that, oh, yeah. right. that happy. Yeah. So now remind me, they read each verdict and then they would go through like not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, and then they'd read the next one and then not all the charges. Is that correct? Yeah. They they read yeah. each count and then they'd say like Scott Levitt, not guilty. Yeah. Jeremy Johnson, not yep. guilty. Yeah. Okay. Brian Riddle, not guilty. Yep. So yeah. you had to go through 86. All, yeah. 86. It took a while. Them. Wow. It took a while. So Marcus could show up late and still get there before it was done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so far, so good. Well, and everybody told me that they do 86 charges because all they, they really hope at the end of the day they can get you on one or two. Yeah, sure. Exactly. And unfortunately, that's what happened to Jeremy and Ryan. Right. And then they turn everything on you and. Like that day of the verdict, I mean, the way the attorneys were talking and everything, like Jeremy and Ryan wouldn't do very much time and we were all kind of on this high and everybody was relieved that out of all 86 charges, this was all it was. Yeah. As we came to find out, they, they cheated. changed everything on yeah. us and enhanced all the rules and yeah. all that other stuff that we weren't expecting any of that. It's got to be hard to celebrate such a strong victory for you mm-hmm. when, you, like you just said, you were fighting for your life and yet the two men that you've been in battle with, all of a sudden they got nailed on some technicalities and then everything changed. That's got to have been a tough time also. Did you feel yeah. all of that? The euphoria and the worry? Well, that I honestly couldn't believe it. I mean, it didn't seem realistic. It was the same thing as the other two and a half months as it didn't seem real. Yeah, sure. That I'd gotten off. I mean, to be honest with you, for the two months in trial, I hadn't slept. I yeah. lost like 20 pounds. Yeah. My hair was falling out. Oh my gosh. Like I just oh. wasn't in good shape and... Even hearing the verdict that day, like it still didn't even seem real. Yeah. And then when Ryan and Jeremy didn't get off on those counts, like it was hard for me to find balance of just my emotions and everything of just letting loose because 
I felt so bad for them and their family. Yeah. Yeah. And then we then we actually talked to some of the attorneys and we were hearing some of the guidelines of what they would be sentenced to and stuff. And they actually handled it very well. And all of it kind of, we went out and had lunch and we talked about it as the attorneys and stuff. And we were all optimistic that for everything we'd been through, that we had actually stood up. I mean, you look at my little team with Pam and Marcus and these couple of Ryan's on his own, Jeremy's on his own. And on the other side of the courtroom, we have six prosecutors. We have an IRS agent, we have an yeah. FBI agent. We have the judge against this. And for the three of us to go through those 86 charges and come oh. out like we did was was a miracle. Yeah, it was a miracle, seriously. So, I mean, I was happy to be going home and seeing my kids and just being done. And this is about as excited as I get, sorry. It's <laughs> just me, but. Excited right now! Awesome. The, this this is my laugh and my excitement yeah. is that I can say that I honestly beat the federal government, and yeah. it's not about winning or losing. But no. if I can do it, just a normal guy from St. George with everything they threw at us and yeah. all the lies and and everything, it, it gives you some hope. Yeah. But I guess as I started this conversation off with is you would never guess our legal system is the way it is. Wow. Right. Wow. It is not a good thing. These these judges and people they have, there's nobody overseeing them. Right. They just have all this power. And I honestly think in our case, the judge had made up his mind before the trial even started. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, the jury was smart enough to see through that yeah. and through all the objections of the government stuff. And I was hoping through the trial that they were seeing that. And luckily we have lucky number nine yeah. that could actually see what was going on and that they weren't getting the full story. But yeah. if you ever think you're going to go to trial and get to tell your story, you don't because they get to pick and choose everything that comes in, what you can say, what evidence can be seen. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get into the lost emails. They took all of our evidence. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, Scott's privileged emails were seized also. Uh-huh. Marcus kept trying to say, my client's emails were seized also. And the magistrate judge wouldn't even hear it. Just he like, would not acknowledge Not even acknowledge it. He's like, I've already ruled. That's irrelevant. What? No, you don't get to decide that seizing someone's privileged emails is not relevant. Yeah. And yet he did. Yeah. And that's what Scott's saying. There's no one overseeing the judges. So if they're making bad decisions or not following the law, right? then you're really screwed. Yeah. I just think it's just hard to see these. So these prosecutors, they basically just move up and become judges. And they yeah. all come from the same office. So they all know each other. Yeah. They're buddies. Good old boy. They have that history there. They want to help each other. Yeah. And so as you move up, it's just, it's not a fair fight. Yeah. That's a great perspective. It's not a fair fight at all. Are your parents alive? Yes. So obviously they were older, but how yep. were they holding up with the stress that you were under, you know, that this could easily happen and change everybody's life? How have they been and how did they do through the trial? They actually, so I had a friend that let us stay in his condo all through the trial. So that was very generous. And I appreciated them doing that. Mm -hmm. My parents actually stayed there in the condo with us throughout the whole trial. Mm -hmm. I know they wanted to support me and stuff, but it was hard. Just the whole thing was hard. I was under so much stress. Oh, yeah. They wanted to know questions. I didn't have answers. Yeah. 
And when you're in this trial, so we would be in trial all day long till three or four in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We would meet back up at Marcus's office or at his house, and we would work from five that night till two or three in the morning. Yeah. Be back in the courtroom. At like seven. At 7 a.m. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people realize the work that's involved in that. Oh, it is. Before we end delicious. this, I got, I got to give Marcus his props because that guy is a genius. I, I miss him yeah. so much. I miss I him mean, too. Yeah. But my parents, sorry, I don't, I, just to answer yeah. your question, yeah. my parents, they were very supportive and stood behind me 100%. But it's And hard. I'm sure yeah. it was hard. Well, I think the hard thing is, is in the Mormon culture, growing up in a small town, they destroyed us in the media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything was negative. It was the whole talk of the town. Everybody wanted to know about it. Mm -hmm. So I feel bad to put all of that on my family because all their friends, I'm sure, were asking them questions and they got dragged into it. Yeah. So, I mean, they handled it the best that any of us could. They were very supportive of me. I mean, they... I think they knew that I felt like I hadn't done anything wrong. I mean, they were, Oh yeah. my family was very supportive, which not to get off tangent again, I mean, but throughout this, I've realized that I have PTSD really bad. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. So it makes sense. I just, it's real. I haven't been able to get that under control with medication and other things. So the hard thing for me is I've just, cut everybody out of my life yeah <laughs> if i can i was locked up in my house for seven years through this trial where i didn't even want to go out in public so my only safe place that i have is my house yeah oh yeah so my life is i want to go to work earn my money and i want to go back to my safe place yeah. and i still haven't been able to break that yeah and i've just lost all i've lost desire to go out and keep friend relationships i don't want to go talk to people i've just and I don't know if I'm ever going to get that back. I mean, I know I've changed as a person. Yeah, they robbed you of that. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how to find that balance and that happiness again. I mean, yeah, money shouldn't be the key to your happiness no. and those things. But it's hard when you felt like you worked an honest job yeah. and you earned an honest living. And then to have somebody come and take all that away from you. Yeah. You've had your name destroyed in this small town. You've just yeah. had everything dumped on you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're starting over at 40 years old and just trying to balance of like, I would like to retire someday. I would yeah. like to not have to work the rest of my life. Yeah. It's just hard to balance. Was it hard going back to the small town? Because small towns can be so supportive, but they can also be the one that's spinning all the, wanting to know all the details. So I'm assuming you are still living in the St. George area. Yeah. So did you feel that coming home almost, was that one of the reasons like, this is my safe place because I can shut out all the eyes and all the comments? Well, the hard part is it comes back to my kids. All their cousins live here. Sure. All their friends are here. Yeah. So have I thought about moving? I would love to be up in the mountains by myself with a hundred acres and not one neighbor and <laughs> sure. not one person around uh-huh. is what I would like. I know it's not healthy. One of the coolest things about you, Scott, is I remember learning that even after you were charged, while well, you were facing the 86 felonies, I know there are stupid people out there that oh, yeah. just don't look at there's another side to anything mm-hmm. or that the government could possibly be lying or just twisting things. But in the midst of all that, 
I remember learning that they had you be the word clerk. Yeah. In the Mormon culture, that is the person that's over all the finances that come in, the tithing that comes in and everything else. To the ward, uh-huh. And when I heard that, I remember in our break room one day saying, like, Scott, I just heard that you're, like, over the finances in your ward. It's like your congregation in the Mormon church. And do you remember what you said to me? That you asked them, like, you do know I'm facing 86 felonies <laughs> of bank fraud, wire fraud, money laundering. Like, you, you do understand yeah, that, right? Yeah. You have read the news. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that, I mean, it was good. I think it was just such an awkward time. I think they were trying to do their best to make sure that I didn't just go completely inactive. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But at the same time, they didn't really want to give me a calling either that had to do with anything spiritual in case I am guilty of all these 86 counts. <laughs> right. I think they just kind of wanted to stuff me over in this corner. I guess just to finish this out a little bit is that once I got done with the criminal case, I honestly thought I could go to the civil case and that they would want to work with me. Oh. Just so you know, it doesn't matter. They just said... There's not a chance for you. We actually, after the criminal case, Marcus helped me with the civil just to try to get, because I have these two cases going against me. Well, just because I got rid of the criminal, I mean, they're still coming after me civilly for $275 million. Oh, is that all? That was all? My gosh. That's all they wanted. They just (laughs) just wanted that for all of us. Yeah. Like Uh we all... We all have this kind of money. so I don't see a problem with that. Like, cough it up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you that know. was the thing is I really I really didn't have any money left. Right. I was drained. Oh, I mean, gosh. I'd, le- I'd leveraged my house, so I yeah. didn't have anything. But it was just interesting to go down to the, the hearing after with Marcus, and I'm like, dude, we just beat the criminal case. Like, yeah. some civil case, we can do this. We can do yeah. it. And, but it's just a judge. There's no jury or anything in yeah. that case. And I just remember going down and we met with them and the judge was just like, you just better settle because you don't nope. stand a chance. No kidding. So it was just interesting. I mean, all it was was I had to sign a document saying that I settled for no money, but yeah. they got to Keep put in the headlines yeah. that they got their $275 million or oh, whatever. Yeah. whatever. But it's just interesting how that played out because in my mind, I'm, hey, if I can beat you in the criminal, the civil... I'm with you. I would have thought like, the like exact I, same thing. I, like I, I would want... have thought they tossed it out. Like, oh, done. Yeah. No. Wow. Well, that was my hope is I thought maybe I could get some money back or something yeah. to help yeah. me get started. But the judge was just like, there's no hope for you. So. Well, that's terrible comments. Well, so I settled that and got out of both of them. Well, it's just, just so you know how it works. Yeah. Because in my mind, it would play together, but sure. it didn't. No. My experience is with clients, and I'm wondering if you found it to be true also, or if I'm wrong, but my experience is that when someone gets charged with a crime, the people that love you, when they hear the charge, they'll say, no, not Scott. I know Scott, and he wouldn't do that. This is not true. This is bullshit, whatever, whatever their words are. Like, there's no way. And they always believe you. And the people that really weren't your friends, they're like, oh, yeah, I always like, wonder. Yeah, that makes sense. That guy was making too damn much money anyway. Like, yeah. I, there's no way you could that's legally a, make that kind of money. No, that's a hundred percent truth. Uh-huh. I agree with that. That's exactly how it is. Sadly, there are hard ways that we find out who the people are that will stick with us in a foxhole that will not turn their guns on us and create friendly fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or unfriendly fire. No. 
and truly, like, I'm in awe of your relationship with Sandy mm-hmm. and the support that you guys are to each other. I'm in awe of your character. Oh, I had heard, and I've never really talked to you about this. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but if you do, I would love to hear and love to have you share about when you were on a flight with the judge. <gasps> yep. What? After, after all of this happened. Yeah, so... I don't know the exact, it was a few months. I want to say five or six months after the trial, maybe. Mm -hmm. We'd gone up to a work conference in Salt Lake and we'd flown up with some guys from work. Mm -hmm. It was on a return flight from Salt Lake to St. George. We were boarding the plane and I just happened to catch a glimpse of the judge ahead of us in line walking (laughs) onto the plane. And these are little... These are these are little Sky West planes. Yeah, they're small. They're, like, so they're small. You can't just hide on them. Like they're like what, twenty people if the whole thing's full or yeah. something. Oh, awkward. So, so we're boarding. <laughs> oh my and gosh! I see him get seated, and I actually, and I don't know if this was from God or what, but. You know how slow people are walking down the aisle. I see oh. where he's seated, and I look at my ticket, and I'm supposed to sit right next to him. Holy crap. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, I kid you not. Oh, my gosh. That is a sign from God, Scott. That is. Oh, That's a guardian I, angel. I, like, let me help Scott. Yeah. Oh, oh. I guess. Oh, something. So then, just real quick decision, I get one of my managers that works with me, and I trade him tickets i'm like i can't sit by him so my buddy sits by him and he's one i'm gonna have to kill him (laughs) well something like that but that's just my words i'm kidding i'm kidding i don't know am i maybe i'm breaking another law with the faa by switching seats or something and i'm just confessing to it on on your podcast a, but, we're gonna call it not a full flight See, sit yeah. where you would like yeah you can sit yeah, okay I, I like that yeah so this manager, he'd been to the courtroom. Oh, he's and one I of the people whispered. that supported you. Yeah. Yeah. So I just told him, I'm like, that's the judge. You got to sit by him. And so he sat by him. And so before we take off and stuff, he's texting me. He's like, do you want me to say anything? Or... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, just you can him ask in the him stomach. If, if... <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'll ask him if he knows you. So. Oh my goodness. I see him kind of tap the judge on the shoulder and he's like, Hey, do you know that guy? And I kind of lean out in my seat and look over no, at him. So are you, where were you sitting from the judge? Oh, I've, we're actually straight across. So oh, I'm just okay. straight across oh, the aisle. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so my I have gosh. my employee in between us. So mm-hmm. I just lean over and the, I can see the judge and stuff. He's like, no, I don't know him. What? And you yeah, gotta be like, kidding. He didn't, even, he didn't read. No, he had no clue who I was or anything. Oh my gosh. And so the, man, the manager's like, that's Scott Levitt. He was one of the defendants in the Jeremy Johnson case, but I don't even think he would have known my name, to be honest. Oh. I think it wasn't. In, I don't think it was until he said Jeremy Johnson. That right. Way. No way. Running a bell with him, but it wow. was interesting. And I mean, after we got off the flight, he kind of tracked me down and wanted to know how things were going and stuff. And uh-uh. I could, like he kept wanting to talk to me. I could tell. Wow. As I was trying to walk with my friends and stuff so i finally just visited with him for a minute and i don't remember the whole conversation but he saw where i was working at uh-huh. this is the other oh, the no. other part of it is he saw the company i worked at and then when marcus passed away he actually sent me an email saying he was sorry to hear about marcus and 
wow. some of that, which I was very surprised I'm at because very him and Marcus. At. Yeah. Well, he was so mean to Marcus. Yeah, he was. That's awkward. I bet that wow. was the most awkward Wait, walk so... off that plane with that judge. Yeah. You got an email from the judge. Yeah. Did you have the same email as when you were in trial or did he have to look you up? I'm just curious. No, that he actually, that's what I was saying with the company name is he knew where he, I worked at. So oh, he, he went to the website and found my email address oh, and actually wow. sent it to my work. Wow. Wow. Work email address. But I don't know. I think he's just like everybody else in town. They all want to know more information. I don't know if that's just the Mormon culture, but I guess release society like crazy. Like everybody just wants the latest gossip, <laughs> the latest. <laughs> yeah. And I can't. And that's what it felt like to you. Yeah, I just felt like he was just trying to get more information. Wow. Or I kind of felt like he was trying to get some closure a little bit himself, like that he actually might have felt bad a little bit for the Maybe way he not. behaved. But, but he didn't come out and say that. Yeah. 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 I I think he had realized that he was a little over the uh, a lot over the top, and yeah. I honestly think, in his mind, I'm sure, I'm assuming he was looking for some closure on that. Wow. So I, I can't tell you to this day. I mean, the only question anybody ever wants to ask me is where's the gold? Oh my God. I know that's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, whatever. I mean, I can't, yeah. nobody asks like, Hey, are you doing okay? Yeah. Or, Isn't that sad? Family. It's yeah. It's, How are you doing after all Do you know that trauma? Oh my yeah. gosh. People yeah. are so shallow. Yeah, what is your friend relationship with, like with Jeremy nowadays, you know, since the trial and since they've gone through prison and with Jeremy I mean I actually we went on a snow ride the other day together side by side with tracks I got to spend the day with him yeah just visit with him and that guy amazes me like he is amazing he's already moved on he's like there was a reason behind it he's forgiven everybody which is a lot more Christ-like than I am I still have a hard time just forgiving people and moving on but he has he really has do you guys work together at all the three of you no but i i see him okay and i see jeremy once in a while when jarla has his over bless her heart she still likes to cook and have us together so i get yeah. to catch up now and then. that's but, nice but charla does need a shout out to oh I mean, yes for sure her and sandy i mean they could be paralegals oh my gosh the those guys for work yeah. and the, like what the help that they were in trial they weren't just wives they were they were in they it were like the, paralegals they were our right arms like hey we need this and they would help us wow what about finding peace with this because i'm not in the same boat you are in but being there behind you next to you in the battle i've had some of the same struggles not at your level i'm not implying that at all but it's difficult for me And that's part of why I did the podcast. It's been really cathartic for me to just, like, here's the truth. All you people that don't know it, like, this is how it really happened. Yeah, the facts. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, been freeing for my soul. And it's helped me find some peace. And I I wonder, can you find peace with this? Do you think you can get there? Or do you want to? That's a good question. Oh, that's a good question, too. I've been so honored and cranky for so many years. It'd be hard to change. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I, that, you know I mean, what, it's just Scott, such a good I, question. I was going to say, I love one, you so much. Like, you're so fun. And I know you struggle so much. There's nothing that I would want more than for you to find peace. Like, Jeremy has found peace. I would love for me to find that same kind of peace with it. 
it would be like the greatest gift for you to find it too. There's also a part of Jeremy, I think he has an inability to protect himself when he needs to. Like he's so kind of Zen-like, like, hey, whatever happens, we need to learn. I think there's a balance. Do you think you can find... Some Zen? Do you think you can get there? I'm not even saying you have to forgive them. I'm not sure you do because... No. I think what they did was horrible and criminal. Yeah. Those guys should be in prison for what they did on this. Do you think you can find peace if you don't forgive their bad deeds? Can you? I don't know. I and don't... is this something that you want on a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, and we don't have yeah, to. Even... No, it's, it's, it's fine. One thing I never thought I would do is a podcast. So only for you, <laughs> I guess. I mean, Thank you, Scott. <laughs> this is one thing I never thought I would ever do. So. <laughs> for me, it's just I've lost faith in people. Like, it's just... And I that's what I just... I don't know people's intentions anymore. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't know if people are sincere. Right. I just, I don't want to go up and make new friends. Yeah. I don't want to go out of my way to, to take uh-huh. that effort anymore. Like, yeah. I just feel like it was hard for me through this. Like, I mean, I don't want to say bad things about my friends or anybody like that because nobody's ever gone through the situation. I just felt yeah. like when all this came down, when I needed people the most, they all kind of disappeared, which is fine i mean i i can't say i wouldn't do the same i don't well i'm just not sure i wouldn't do the same like i had friends at work everybody was just grateful that it wasn't them yeah yeah my friends at work and at straight or at at the new the second company yeah the company at i works that well the people even at i works Uh everybody was just so grateful it wasn't them yeah and they just wanted to move on yeah. from it as quickly as possible and wanted nothing to do with it. And I'm like, you guys were all in the same thing. Yeah. You guys were in all these same meetings that we had every day trying to fix problems and try to make things better. Yeah. yeah. We need your help Yeah. in saying, hey, we had these meetings. We knew there was these problems. Things were trying to get fixed. We weren't in meetings trying to say, hey, how can we rip people off? How can we do this? Right. And all those people that, and it's amazing to me because most of these, some of these people that were in this, it was a very bad economy when all this was going on. I don't know if you guys remember uh-huh. the last downturn. Oh yeah, the housing crisis <laughs> happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Jeremy, people kept coming to Jeremy and asking for jobs and he would just give them jobs and try to help them out. We'd bring them into the company. Mm-hmm. And then all these people that Jeremy tried to help out in their time of need weren't even willing to stand up and do a declaration. So like, they bailed shocking. Um, oh, they they wanted nothing to do with it. And yeah. it's not like we're not asking you to lie. We right. just want you to tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's a one page. Yeah. It's a one page form. You just sign your name at the bottom. You don't have to go meet with anybody. You yeah. don't have to do anything. And they wouldn't. Yeah. Like, it just blew my mind. Wow. That all these people that were in all these meetings and knew our intentions and knew what yeah. we were trying to do just tried to distance themselves from everybody. And it's just, like I say, I just I've lost faith in people. It Even was- those prosecutors, I want to have faith. Some of them, I believe, are of the same religion of me, which has high standards and high morals right and so for them to do what they did and not have any consequence it makes me think like are these people that i'm going to church with this sunday like no that's so it's funny that you say that because i've had the same same. battle yeah Yeah. i've had the same battle same when i sit in church i think 
you seem like a nice guy now, but who are, are you? you outside mm-hmm. of here? And it's because of the same, going through this stuff, like this case and other cases that I've had, I have those exact same questions, Scott. It does, it makes me question, but for me, and, it, I, and well, maybe it can help you too, but for me, people like Jeremy Livingston, Shane Fisher, a couple of guys that did testify and tell the truth when they had a lot to lose for telling the truth because the government was threatening them also. And they stood up and told the truth anyway. And you guys and your families, your spouses and your friends, like those friends that showed up, that's the stuff that gives me faith in humanity. I really believe the world is getting way more divided between good and evil. And I think it used to be a lot, like the lines weren't so divided. It wasn't so far apart. And I think that they are getting farther apart. It's getting harder to tell the good guys from the bad guys, which is what we're saying. It's hard to know who to trust. But I do believe that the good guys are, like, the people that are valiant and, like, truth-tellers and courageous are stronger, more courageous than anything we've seen in our lifetime. And I put you in that category. I put Jeremy in that category. So... At the very least, when you wonder if there's anyone like that you can trust anymore, you are the you're one of the people that gives me faith in humanity. So right. please, like, don't lose faith because because you're the one I'm counting on, Scott. Well, I also <laughs> that's a scary thought. <laughs> I also think it's it's I mean it's definitely makes sense on when you said it's it's hard not to lose faith in humanity because you've just gone through one of the most gut wrenching horrible experiences of seven years with your family. But my worry would be whatever you decide to do, don't let it eat you from the inside out. Well, and that's a, the, that, that's a daily battle for me, yeah. for sure. Like yeah. just yeah. finding that, that desire. And to be honest, like because then they win. the trial stuff. Right? If oh, you're yeah, eating from sure. the inside out, yeah. then they, then they win again. And it's yeah. like, no. Well, and I, and I don't, it's even like, I've kind of moved on from, the trial and Good. all that. Like, I don't think about it, but I've just, I mean, I just have a short fuse with people. I don't have patience. Mm-hmm. I mean, things at work, people come to me with these little problems and I just look at them like, <laughs> yeah. this is not Zach, a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, so for me, it's just, I don't know why it is. I just, I'm just quick to just lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's understandable. It is understandable. Mm -hmm. And when you really have forged through a fire, or your feet have been held to the fire, or whatever the term is, and you've come out of it, you're definitely not the same person. You couldn't be. That's just, that's not even realistic. But all of a sudden, the little petty things are like, seriously? I don't care what toothbrush you use. You know? It's like, pick one kind of a thing. And I can see, I wouldn't have tolerance for that either. That would be hard. No, and it is a daily work in progress. You asked me if I want to change. I haven't found that desire yet. It's easier just to be the grumpy <laughs> life sucks. And you know what? And you say that, like, and I don't. I really through. don't see that about you. Yeah, every you don't time come I'm across that you, way. Whenever all. I'm around you, it, I don't feel that. So I'm glad. I'm sure that that's like an inner battle, or maybe you just trust me because I was in the foxhole with you. So. For that, I'm grateful. I am really grateful that you trusted us enough to talk about all of this. This is real life. This is real stuff. I Mm -hmm. promise you, 
I know for a fact I'm going to hear from big, strong men that are struggling with life and PTSD and anxiety that have been moved by your words, Mm -hmm. your story. And I'm so grateful that you trusted me to share that with us. And everybody, every, like they've heard about you so long. Like I know everyone's, I'm going to be hearing from people like, thank you for coming and just trusting us and opening your heart. Cause I know this is hard. This is real stuff. And I think if you only knew how many people respect you and love you and are in awe of you, Mm -hmm. the world would feel like such a safer place to you. If you only knew how many of us are like, wow, Scott, you're amazing. You are freaking amazing. I am really, really in awe and so proud to be one of your friends. I am so, so proud. Like, I don't know how your parents did it, how Sandy did it to support you through all of this, how your friends, how how you and Jeremy and Ryan did it without killing each other when you're going through all this. But I... I love your character, mm-hmm. and I just love you, and thank you for being so damn courageous to do the battle, <laughs> and being being our hero that you won, yeah. <laughs> you're the guy and that wow. beat all 86 and, counts. And I hope through this experience tonight, because it is scary getting on, because you have no idea where it's going to go or whatever, but I hope that you feel better about meeting with us. Yes. <laughs> and I hope it I hope it wasn't as scary you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what these two crazy yeah. ladies are gonna do. It, so, and you, it was definitely nice to meet yeah. you and hear your side of the story and how it's affected you and thank you for sharing. Yeah. One thing about me is I'm not afraid to tell my story or yeah. hopefully somebody can find something out of it. Yeah. It's hard for me to, to find much out of it that's uplifting. I mean it's a lot of negative, but there are a few bright spots for sure. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to tell us? There's so many like funny stories and different things like that happen, but I, I mean, I've already, you don't have to do like three podcasts if you use oh, any of this. Listen, but, and she can. I, but I do feel like I need to end it just by thanking people. I mean, yeah. one is my Lord and savior. I mean, it's hard to believe when you're going through trials that, they're, he's there and that he yeah. has your back. Isn't it hard though? And, I agree. And I could feel him through the trial. Wow. The sad part was I felt closer to him during the trial than I do now, which is sad. I haven't yeah. taken the steps to stay close and I I do miss having that, that relationship with him because I know during the trial I he got probably tired of hearing from me. He had other issues, but... <laughs> And then I, I have to thank my wife. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. Starla was amazing. Yes. Jeremy, Jeremy, if people knew how many hours he spent looking through emails with you. Yeah. So you were the next one on my list. I mean, I appreciate all the work and the late nights and the sacrifice that you did as well. And and for thank telling you. this story, I mean, I don't know. I. I it's one of those things like it was such a big story and then it went away, which is kind of good. But I do feel like with everything going on in the world that mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are naive and think yeah. the government has your best interest. Right. That, And to me, I, I mean, I just warn you that anytime the government's trying to put fear in you, it's not a good thing. Yeah. And luckily I learned some lessons because... Fear and scare is the only tactic they had to use on me, and it's a scary tactic. 
But I saw it with COVID. Yeah. They did it. They put fear on people. Yeah. So yeah. I guess if anything out of this podcast is if people are telling you things and trying to tell you out of fear, then think twice. Yeah. Um, Great advice. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to thank my legal team, Marcus. Yeah. I think about him all the time. Me too. Um, I, I miss that guy. He just... Oh. I yeah. mean, if, if anybody has the time and they want to get to know Marcus, they ought to go watch some of the YouTubes where he's fighting for the Bundys. And yeah, when he gets tased, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> that guy would walk through he, fire. He was awesome. He's a freaking legend. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And, and he was a living legend when he was alive. This is not like usually that happens when people pass away. Mm-hmm. In this case, Marcus was a living legend. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Oh. And people want to say his stuttering was a disability. Mm. I do think it made him feel at home with the jury. I think the jury uh-huh. could relate to him because yeah. he wasn't just some cocky lawyer up there in his right. three-piece suit. Like, I wish I could have got him to dress a little nicer. Um, <laughs> but, but that I, I've just never met. True. I've never met somebody that could just sit down and like those late nights. He yeah. would just sit down and he could remember papers and emails oh, and things that he had wow. seen. Wow. And a he could mind. he could write a motion and stuff like nobody else. He yeah. was the smartest he was farmer from Idaho that I've ever met. That's no was, no doubt. Yep. What a great tribute to him yes. from both of you. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Wow. He's, he was an angel and his brother Brad and Jen and Amanda. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many people to thank that I couldn't have done it with. But, and I honestly feel like I had family members from the other side that were in trial with me. I oh, think my grandparents. Absolutely. I think. Oh, that's cool. I had uncles. That's really cool. And throughout trial, I would think about them and I would ask for them to be with me. And I mm-hmm. felt their presence in the room. I had cousins that I've close to that have passed away. And so oh. I do believe that there was definitely help from the other side. But at the end of the day, we conquered. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Yes. Oh, man. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I am your courage again, not just to, like, not take a deal to fight the battle, but again, now to talk about it. You're you're amazing. I'm constantly in awe. And thank you for sharing your story. Uh, everyone's going to love this. So They are. And it was nice uh, to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet Thank you. you. I hope you can find anything. Just piece it together so you make me sound good. <laughs> you got it. Done. You got it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Pamela.